Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. You're listening to Borders. Stories about borders by the people who cross them. I'm Caitlin Pierce. Today's episode explores lots of different borders. That between life and death. And the edges of a person's relationship with her pet. I think we're going to start. And I thought that actually what I'd like to do is start with a moment of silence. So... Lucy Morgenstern has a business planning and leading pet funeral ceremonies. She's done it for the last few years for other people. But then, a few months ago, her dog Frida died, and she led her ceremony. You know, as I think about Frida, she died young. But it's hard to feel sad because she was a happy girl. And she had a very happy life, and everyone loved her. Frida's ceremony was in Lucy's third floor walk-up apartment. The walls were pink. It was cold outside, but warm inside with sage burning. There was a grand piano and pictures of Frida everywhere. Lucy and Frida wearing a hat, Frida getting a birthday cake, a drawing of Frida. Lucy's living room was set up with a circle of chairs. There were flowers and a candle on one side of the room, next to a music stand. Well, I think maybe it's time for a little music, so I'm going to play. Lucy's a professional violinist. Besides leading the service, Lucy plays an original song for each animal. One of the reasons that I ended up getting Frida was because when I called the breeder, who I didn't know was a breeder, I thought she just did rescue work, I mentioned to her that my cats didn't like it when I practiced. And they gave me a lot of trouble and grief. They had these puppies, and then they realized that Frida was deaf, and they um, were not going to be selling her. Uh, And she wanted to find a good home, and she was very concerned about this deaf dog. But she remembered that I said how the, the, the cats hated it when I practiced. And one of her selling points, because I really didn't want a puppy, 
I was very afraid of having a puppy and that was not on my list. And she said, there'll be no problem when you're practicing. (laughs) There were a lot of people at this pet funeral ceremony, which surprised me. The last time I had a pet funeral ceremony was when I was like eight years old. And it was just my family around a toilet bowl while we flushed my goldfish goldenrod down the toilet. But today, we sat in a circle of chairs, looking at each other, and mostly it was a guest who talked about their relationship with this dog, Frida. So Frida liked very much to walk on Broadway, but I felt that she preferred Amsterdam. (laughs) (laughs) Because there were more things that she could potentially sniff and maybe even partake of. (laughs) Before Frida, Lucy had had lots of pets, but never a dog. Now she had to walk her a couple of times a day. And when she went out of town, someone had to take care of Frida. That's how she met the kids upstairs. I remember that one time when I was younger, when I first started walking her, like, I think it was maybe the second year. So I decided that I, it was Halloween, and I decided that I wanted to make a costume for her. So I dressed her up as a ladybug, and, like, I got her a little red leotard thing, and (laughs) I used a skirt that, like, was about her size, and made some little ladybug wings, and then I was going to take her to the Halloween parade. And when we got there, she got so freaked out that I had to take her back. And, like, it was so cute, though. She just, she was like, why are, why are all these people, like, different? What's wrong with everybody? What's going on? Is there something that I don't know about? Another thing about Lucy having her first dog is she didn't realize how much work it was going to be. And she found out too late. So, you know, she would do things she, she she shouldn't do, like pee in the house when she was a puppy and poop. And I had to I had to take her out and, and, and I had to watch her behavior. I had to scold her and I'd get exasperated with her when she wouldn't walk or when she was pulling. And so I found myself really unwillingly in the parent role. I, I really had not anticipated being a parent. I, I, I thought I'd be her friend, but as it turned out, I think I really, I, I, I ended up being more like her mother. Lucy didn't love Frida more than her other animals. She felt like Frida's mom because she had to take care of her the most. Yeah, my mother, my mother, who was, I think, a phenomenal poet, although unpublished, wrote a poem that I think is so profound that. I'm going to read it. We are single threads intertwined in the fabric of each other. Lucy was a lot younger than her siblings, and her parents were really busy when she was growing up. She was alone a lot. And I felt the world was a hostile place, and I was alone in this hostile place. And um, and then, of course, then I had my moments of nature and you know, the beauty of flowers, the beauty of music. So there was, there was beauty, but, um, uh, but then there was a lot of feeling scared. So, um, so that, that was very, very challenging and continued to be, and, and actually continues to be. I didn't want to bring anybody into the world that would go through what I went through, so. Being a mom is hard. You just can't prepare for those emotions you're going to feel. And unlike most moms, Lucy knew she would outlive Frida. 
there were times when she was having seizures. There was a period where I held Frida for six hours. I couldn't put her down. And just the physicality of it and the, the of something just happened in that that was so bonding. We were so together. Uh, it eleva- it actually elevated our relationship. So when she died, I, I felt like we'd been companions in in a journey. I think death is viewed as a failure, as a defeat, as something to be avoided at all costs, something to be put off. And I think because we're so busy looking away that we miss the gifts that come in the dying process. I think a lot of opportunities are lost for healing because we're so busy trying to avoid death that maybe we don't complete our relationships. And then they're over, and then it's too late. And then I think that the grieving process is a much harder grieving process. It's maybe for what might have been, for what we didn't, what we didn't say, the things that we were sorry for and never had a chance to say that we were sorry for and, and make that complete. I hope that I can meet my dying process with the same courage and acceptance and peace that my animals have shown so that we can see that um, it can be um, a very sacred experience. And that and that is what I think it is. It is sacred. It's just, it doesn't look that way. The first death I ever experienced was of my goldfish. Now as I'm thinking back about it, it wasn't practice for human death later. It was my first time experiencing something that's part of life's bigger cycles that I would encounter in so many different ways as I got older. Animals know how to die, and I think probably all living creatures know how to die. It's just that we've forgotten. I think we've forgotten things that we knew. I'm sure we knew how to die, but now it seems like a very scary thing. And I'm hoping that we can recover what we knew. Frida's seizures were caused by the brain tumor that killed her. But they also caused something else in the last days of her life. She was able to hear for the first time. Lucy's friend Ro was there in those last few days. There was something different about her hearing the vibrations of whatever it was, but it was an alertness that as soon as that door opened, her head went straight up and in the direction of the door. It was quite strange. But I'm thinking that now Frida can hear the music. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Borders. 
Thank you to Lucy Morgenstern for sharing your story and Frida's story and inviting me into your home. Thank you, Amy Gastelum and Ann Sani, for your amazing feedback on this episode. The story was also featured on their podcast called Mother. So much love goes into their podcast. Make sure you check it out. Andy Diaz wrote our theme music. You can listen to more stories about borders at our website, bordersradio.org. I'm Caitlin Pierce.